Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. And good day to you. This is Brad Zockel, and you are listening to Questions About Heaven. And as we go through the different questions that many people have asked about the afterlife, about the God of heaven, and what's called the kingdom of heaven, we try to be as close to the Bible as possible. And that's my ministry to you, is to make sure that as we go through all of these passages, that they are clear, they are connected, and there is little or no opinion on this or conjecture that we cannot hold to uh, scripturally. We want to be very, very careful about that. And I appreciate you coming along. I'm going to continue my Revelation study in the next podcast, but for today I want to address a couple of different things that have come across my desk. And I want to share to you right now that we might be able to uh, study and be able to uh, look at and just be responsible in our scriptural study. Eisegesis is, the definition of eisegesis is taking what you want and putting it into the scripture. That is, uh, uh, trying to uh, arrange it to match the doctrine that you favor. We here are committed to exegesis. Ek meaning out of in the Greek. We're going to see what the scripture says and look from it. Not put something in, but take out from the cross-referencing, from the context, from the deep learning. Now, A number of people have asked me, what does it mean when you keep saying, read it in context? And what I had shown was the definition, as I paraphrase it from memory here, the definition of context means to take something, the grouping of words, and see it as a whole, to gather things together and see them responsibly. When the narrative, when the parts are put together, you can see the the, the narrative together, especially in scriptural reading. So I will tell people a good habit is to read the chapter, the complete chapter. If you're looking at a verse, read the entire chapter, not just that one verse. Read the previous chapter and read the following chapter. That will help you get a contextual overview of what you're looking at. And that is what we try to do here in the ministry of Zulon. And also, as I go on the heaven tour, and I'm sharing with people the scriptures and what we see here and what it is about heaven and how this all ties in. Now, the first thing I want to address is before we get into uh, one particular uh, of the just the amazing discoveries of heaven that we can see and we can be assured of in the scriptures, is this. We had a gentleman come on and during one of my live videos, and he asked, and he is not of the faith. He is a pastor, but he is not a Christian. And in there, and he as as much as admits it in a follow-up video, uh, he is from a faith that believes that everybody goes to heaven. Uh, There really is no difference, and it's just a lot more than I want to go into here. But I have actually, on my religious surveys, gone to churches such as his. And uh, the idea of Jesus being the only way to salvation is highly questionable to them, or even doubtful, and There are just a lot of things there. So he came on here, and this was the charge we hear once in a while. And he said this, you have this particular type of Christianity, because I think he really believes he's a Christian. And uh, he said, your type of Christianity constantly talks about heaven, constantly talks about heaven, instead of talking about things here and now on earth. 
So you may notice that I posted a response on that, and I said, the, uh, the inference is that we are so heavenly-minded that we're no earthly good. And I said, that's not a very responsible thing to say when you understand how strong we are to follow the scriptures. And I want to show you the scriptures on this. Is this true? That all I want to talk about are streets of gold and tree of life and um, um, just animals in heaven and singing and celebration. And we do nothing practical but stand around starry-eyed and gazing at the sky. Is that true? Is that what the Bible says to do? The man had said, Jesus says virtually little about heaven and the afterlife. And I find that very strikingly wrong. As a matter of fact, Jesus in John chapter 6, when they wanted to make him the king here on earth, and he told them that his heavenly kingdom is the only kingdom that he wishes in John chapter 6, and 500 of them walked away. Jesus is constantly talking about the end times, Matthew chapter 4 and 25. John chapter 14, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Uh, He tells you that believing on him, you will have everlasting life. So the idea that Jesus spoke virtually nothing about heaven is a false claim. But the next thing is this. Is the Christian impractical here on earth? Do we get so pie-eyed about heaven we don't do anything? You know, After all, the Bible just says, just think about heaven and don't be practical on earth. No, as a matter of fact, knowing the truth of heaven, we see a very, very important point to follow here, and that is this. What do we do since we are introduced to having eternal life in heaven? We're going to be with God our Father. And what does he instruct us to do in knowing these things? Well, the Bible tells us in 2 Peter chapter 3, knowing of these things. Start with verse 11. I'm going to paraphrase it. Knowing these things, what kind of people should we be? We should be those that live a pure and godly life. So it's saying this, having the heavenly perspective, we should have earthly value to show people. Let them see what is the future of the believer, the future with God the Father, the home of the Lord. And in our behavior here, more than just speaking, by what we're doing. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 12 says that by our good works, which they will see, they would be able to glorify God. So suddenly we see something here saying this, we should work in such a way that people would say, their God is a powerful God, is a good God, and I'm drawn to him. Matthew chapter 6 tells us in our giving here on earth, it should be with an eternal investment in mind. We should not be looking for praise on earth or our name in the headlines or somebody referring to us over social media. We can do it in anonymity. Luke 14, 14 says, as we do these things, we may never get recognition on earth, but the Lord will recognize and our reward will be great. And then it talks about this eternal investment. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 and 20 say this, don't lay up your treasures here on earth, store them up in heaven. You see, down here, moth will get at them, rust will get at them, thieves will take them, steal it. But in your eternal uh, treasure investment, it can't be touched that way. Now, what's it talking about? Well, you can say it this way. You look through the Bible, you see examples. Some people gave financially. Some people gave physically. You had different ways that people would give. Some people would give of physical effort. Some people would give physical in time. 
spending time with people, uh, clinging to them in encouragement and in uh, 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 empowering other people. You see these Christians even sacrificing, following what it says in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, that we're to present ourselves a living sacrifice. That means that we're to be willing in humility to serve. And the Lord says, that's your reasonable service. Now, what could this mean? All right. Well, the first thing is we're cheerfully giving. We're not begrudging of this. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 7 says, give as you have, as you give. You, you find in your heart how you should give. And give in that way as you've committed and you feel peaceful in your heart. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. So whatever we're giving, we're to give it with a, with a heart of gratitude, with a heart of joy, with a willing heart. What would that be? Okay? And this answers directly the person's question, you know, intimating that, well, you know, you Christians, you don't think about anything about the, the ills of the world. Oh, not, not true at all. James chapter 1 and verse 27 is a very strong instruction. As you know, the book of James really could be called, if you're a Christian, prove it. Or, show me by your service, not just by your words. It doesn't say that your works give you salvation, but your works show your salvation. What does it say in chapter 1? Verse 22 says that we should be doers of the word and not hearers only. James chapter 1 verse 27 says this, the pure faith, it says pure religion, which means the pure faith and undefiled before God is this, to take care of the orphans and widows. Now listen carefully. Did it say the Christian orphans and the Christian widows? No. Take care of the homeless. Take care of the needy, the single moms, the ones that, have, uh, that are hurting. See to their needs. See that, that, how that can happen. And it says this in Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. To give to the poor. We direct you to give to the poor. And give it, if you can at all, give it anonymously. Be humble about this. Don't look for people to see you on this. We're to give. The scripture says this. In 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24, in our life here, we should die to sin and live for righteousness. And that is a very powerful word. The word in the Greek for righteousness really means what should be done in the first place, what, should, what good should be done in the first place. And maybe we would be the one at work or in our neighborhood is showing you this is love simplified. This is kindness simplified. And this exemplifies God the Father. Ephesians 5 and 1 tells us that we're to be imitators of God. Okay, so what do we do? We show the holiness. We're not falling into temptations and so that somebody in our neighborhood is going to say, well, I thought I was immoral, but nothing compared to that. That's why Romans tells us, should we, should we sin that grace may abound? Oh, these Christians have the idea, we'll get forgiven no matter what we do. No, God forbid. It tells us that we're to be like him in baptism, buried to our sins in the old ways, raised in like the likeness of his resurrection. Because we realize this, in all of persecution, in all of these things, 1 John 4, 4 says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Can we show people that? I have been uh, part of different churches through the times in seeing them do unbelievable charitable work for secular organizations, for example, in East Tennessee. I was with a church on a Saturday, 
and they went to a neighboring retirement community, and some of them were invalid, and they went in there and paid out of their own pocket mulching and uh, uh, different soils and topsoils and made little gardens in the front of each person's place or fixed up ones or weeded them out, gave people food, sat in with them while the other were doing that. In another church across the state, every once a month, they would open up the doors of their church and they would invite people in. And if single moms had cars that need oil changes or maybe uh, a look at the tires and tire inflation, or maybe if the church had some extra an extra tire or, or some simple mechanical work for their cars, they would do that under the church expenses. And they would, at that time, have a clothes closet that they could go in with a voucher and get some things for them and the kids, and they had hot dogs and hamburgers and full meals and cake to feed people while all this was going on. I cannot tell you how impressed I was on that. And they made no obligation to anybody. They did give them the gospel plan and the love of Jesus, but they were serving, and the people in the community loved this little church in doing that. And I could tell you again and again, sacrificial things done by the body of Christ, by the members of the the, the church of believers in serving. Well, I see I've run out of time here. I've got to get ready to go to teach in the class here. And so I'll get on to our more talk about heaven. But I thought that this was very important for us to talk about. How do we live? How do we serve? What does the Bible say about how we are to uh, move about on this earth in taking care of others, in taking care of the poor, in showing compassion to those in need? That's an example of it. And it shows our Father, the Heavenly Father, who is great in compassion, great in love, and the, uh, we exemplify 1 Corinthians chapter 13. The entire chapter is an eternal love, is a committed love, is a love that is not jealous or gets tired of people. And that's what we're showing because that's the love that will be showed us in heaven as well. Hey, this is Brad. I appreciate the time that we are together. And listen, I want you to pray about this. As we have moved to South Carolina and I'm expanding the ministry, we have on the back of my property a barn which I want to make into a studio here and on that, that we might be able to broadcast on a more regular basis. Right now, I'm pretty mobile and doing things. If you would see, possibly, if you would want to donate, we need about $2,000 for flooring and the walls. The barn is set and it's all it, the electricity is all in there from a former owner, but I want to make this into a studio here. If you'd like to give in any way, it, we are 501c3, and uh, you, it is tax deductible, and we would greatly appreciate it if you would go to Zulon.org, X-U-L-O-N.org, Zulon.org, X-U-L-O-N.org. And you'll see our ministry, see a bit about it. We're working on the page to improve it, but you'll see the donate page. If you put that on in there, and then you'll receive a receipt for that as well. We're building that, and I'll be glad to show you pictures of that as well. Thank you so much. This is Brad here on Questions About Heaven. I appreciate you so much, and Lord willing, we'll talk very, very soon. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N dot org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.